We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to The Blitz Week 10. My name is Alex Dunlap. You can find me on Twitter at Rosterwatch. You can hear Rosterwatch on SiriusX and Fantasy Sports Radio and the Rosterwatch podcast. You can find all of my content over at Rosterwatch.com. Of course, this is The Blitz Show and the creator of The Blitz, the curator, the provider, the purveyor, the maniac behind the projection system. Is Derek Cardi. You can find him on Twitter at Derek Cardi. You can find the Blitz Projection System, which is basically the fourth host of this show, at rotogrinders.com slash B-Blitz. Last week, Derek Cardi used the Blitz against us in the five-man. And <laughs> I mean, Cardi, did you win every head-to-head that you played last week? Did, like, yeah, every, I had like, a really good week. I played, I think, the, the lineup that you played, Blender, that like everybody had. But I played Jacobs instead of uh, instead of Etienne, and I just went with a cheaper defense. I played the Jets, and it, it just smashed. 
I just, I was, I, did, I can't believe that you lost a single pad. I guess you played just such massive volume. You might have lost one or two. But or no, I played Mixon rather. Mixon. I, I was gonna say it was, it was Mixon in there. There was the nuclear yeah, bomb. Um, so yeah, the Blitz definitely going hot right now. Again, you can find it at RotoGrinders.com/slash/the-blitz. Also joining us once again, the, our 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 regular, basically our regular fill-in co-host here. Um, it is. Blender. His name's Jordan Cooper. You can find him on Twitter at Blender HD. You can hear him on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports podcast, and you can buy various products that he has that are going to help you with your DFS game. Uh, you can find all that stuff there on his Twitter page at Blender HD and across all of the Roto Grinders. He's on every show. You know Blender. Um, he's filling in for our guy, Chief Justice 06. Thanks so much to Dean. Um, uh, Dean78904 for filling in uh, for me last week, but happy to be back here this week for week 10. Of course, as always on the Blitz, we'll go through all the different positions in case you're watching it for the first time. I know we've been freed from behind the paywall for this week, so hello to all of the uh, new watchers. Uh, we'll go through running back. We'll go through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We'll also go through our favorite stacks. Then we will have our conviction and consequences segment where we'll talk about uh, our conviction plays on the slate and also deal out our consequences for last week's loser in the five man, uh, which was Chief Justice 06. Of course, Derek Cardi was the big winner. He's last hiding week. from us. He's so ashamed. That's well, why he didn't show up. <laughs> it was, it, it, so it's his second week getting Delta quarterback for from us. That's your um, for anybody new watching. That is your penalty for. Uh, losing in the five-man coming in last place. So we will do that for him. But first, guys, just want to get your 30,000-foot views on the slate. Of course, Derek Cardi, usually more of a cash game mind. The Blitz, you know, is, is a play-the-best-plays kind of kind of tool. Um, Blender is more of a who-cares-who-the-hell-you-play kind of guy, more of a game theory and tournament style. So it's always good to hear these guys bouncing ideas off of one another. So 30,000-foot view on the slate, boys. Cardi, uh, let's let's start out with you. Let's say that let's say I'm in town and I'm as sick as I am right now, and I walk up to you and I cough all over your face, slap you across the slap you across the nose, come into your house, grab your cat by the tail, say, Cardi, how the hell am I going to win a DFS this week? What are you going to tell me? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I really don't have a great idea. Like it's it's kind of a bad slate in that the pieces don't really fit that well together. Um, there's not a lot of value. Uh, and the value that we do have is at a crappy position. Like we have two really cheap, good tight ends. So mm. like I'm entertaining ideas of like playing both of them, like a two tight end week. And that just feels gross. And like, there's just, there's not, uh, there's not a lot of clarity on this slate. And uh, even in GPPs, like, I think it's probably a really good week for GPPs. I want to know what Blender says, but like we don't have a lot of games that we feel really confident are going to like smash. So like it could be a week where like grosser games um, are, you know, the the vomit stacks are, are back in play. And I think the field is going to be very confident on certain guys and, and overconfident. Uh, you know, we saw Justin Fields smash last week. Like, is he going to be overown in GPPs this week? And that that kind of stuff. So it's really kind of a weird week. I don't love it. But uh, especially for cash, it, it feels gross. Well, we got the king. Thankfully, we have the king of the vomit stacks here. Whenever Cardi in a week where you said 
my least five favorite words in the basically the world was that five words two tight ends in cash yeah yeah i think so basically my least five my least favorite of five words is cardi it looks like uh, looks like we have a picture of cardi there look at cardi in that photo all dressed up looking super nice on some he awesome, doesn't like dress ES- up for us, Alex. Some some kind of it's some kind. Of, oh yeah, man. But it didn't it it didn't like we dress up too well for him either, though, right? Right, Blender. Um, what do you think, though, brother? Like your overall view on the slate? Is it like is it like Cardi said? I mean, do you do you like it for GPPs in a week like this where we're just struggling for cash and trying to plug in up suboptimal plays just to get up to certain other guys? Oh, I think it's I think it's one of the best GPP weeks of the season so far. Okay, well, I mean this is talking about it. Yeah. Cash, we'll get into cash. I think the double tight end build is all based around your priority on Tyree Kill uh, at ninety one hundred in the wide receiver spot. But for GPP, so understand that the best plays. Okay, we're gonna do, team the best plays are not are are meh are like they're 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 underpriced by. $400. I mean, it's it, like the inefficient, there's not much inefficiency on this slate. So the little inefficiencies that we have make one guy slightly better than another guy, but the ownership is not going to, is not going to reflect that. So like we have, like, we'll talk about Damian Pierce. We'll talk about Justin Fields. We'll talk about Foster Moreau and Tyree Kill. The difference between the best play and the fifth best play is quite marginal. And the difference between the fifth best play and the twelfth best play is also quite marginal. So this is the this is the type of slate where you shouldn't. I I I would say, out of all the weeks of the year, there's literally no like I never think there's a must play, but there's there's literally no, like if if you were to take your cash lineup and say I'm not going to play any of these guys in GPP. I think that's perfectly fine. Like you can make so many lineups in a certain projection range. That's probably seven to 10 points off the optimal. That includes like 86 different players. So because of that, be more inclined to fade chalky players. You're not, remember if they hit their median, if Damien Pierce gets 18 points, you're not dead, right? If he gets 35, you're dead. So it's like, from a median perspective, don't get so tied to that. I have no problem giving up 15 points in median projection this late for the sake of correlation and low ownership because the difference between these guys is, in, I mean, I'm, I'm going through, you don't like any lineup that you play. Like it's, it's one of those weeks where you literally don't like any lineup that you play, but everyone is in that situation. So the sharper players know how to take, take advantage of that uncomfortability. Where it's like, well, I don't have Damian Pierce. I don't have Tyreek Hill in my lineup. I don't have Kamara. I don't have Fields. I don't have Amon Ra. I don't have a cheap tight. I don't, I, I'm playing 40K for a tight end. Should I be playing this lineup? It's like, dude, your lineup only projects for a couple of points lower than anyone else's lineup. Take take some uncomfortability. And of course, I'm going to say this and then all the chalk's going to smash. But I mean, like <laughs> that should be your approach. It's not like these past slates where we get Pollard at 2002 cheap. And Ramondre at too cheap, and we have 17 running backs that are underpriced. Like this is a slate where, dude, legitimately played two tight ends in cash, and that may actually be optimal. That shows how efficiently priced 
most of this slate is. I just I I, I hate the whole two tight end thing, and but we'll we'll talk about it. But I mean, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like I've I've I put together my first iteration of my cash lineup for the five man, and I hate it. So hopefully, I don't ever look at the blitz before the show. So hopefully, Cardi will come here with some answers. Blender will have some good tips. Let's just get the show started, boys, and we'll start at the quarterback spot. Cardi, uh, Blender mentioned it earlier. So let's just uh, let's just you know start with the elephant in the room. What about Justin Fields? He's now up to sixty five hundred on DraftKings. This was a guy up until what two, three? I mean, honestly, probably two weeks ago, a lot of people didn't didn't really trust him. You know, three weeks ago, most people didn't trust him. Now it's everybody has all the trust in the world, but it does come at a really good time because it's against the Lions. And if you close your eyes and you see how this thing's going to run out, you know, it, it it's it's objectively like one of the best spots that he could be in. Is the blitz getting to Justin Fields? Um, he's 6,500 now. And there's some other options that are here a little bit cheaper that I'm sure we'll get to on a week wherever, you know, an extra thousand bucks can make a pretty big difference in some of your other positions. What do you think? It, it's like in – if you're running 10 optimals, how many of these are going to be getting Justin Fields right now? You're probably getting like 70, 30 or 60, 40 um, Mahomes and Fields. Um, okay. So you're not, so the, so, the, so the blitz isn't going down for any kind of, any you of might, these others. If you run a hundred, you know, maybe you'll get a handful of like Ellinger or, or Jacoby Brissett or something like that. I'm not going that way. I mean, they are theoretically from a value standpoint, like kind of viable, but I think it's really the decision is Fields or Mahomes. And given that most people are going to have Fields in cash, I think, because everyone loves to overreact and he's been smashing and he broke records last week and everything like he's he's going to be so owned in cash. I would rather play the Fields type of lineups than the Mahomes ones. Um, but like Fields is not as good as everyone thinks he is. Like a lot of this is recency bias. Like he's he's good. Like he runs. They're finally giving him some designed runs. But we've seen it twice. We saw it three weeks ago. He got like 30% of the design runs. Two weeks ago, he went back to his normal like 10%. And then last week, he was up to 20%. So like we don't even know for sure that this is their game plan because it's been staggered. Like two weeks ago, they didn't give him those design runs that they, they've been giving him the weeks he's done really well. Um, he was also great with the scrambling last week. You know, played a very man, man, co man coverage heavy team. And, and did a lot of scrambling. And he's facing another man coverage heavy team in the Lions this week. So I like Fields. Like, I think there is massive rushing upside. But I do think people are going to be overrating what that upside is and his chance of getting there. So in cash, yeah, love Fields. In GPPs, I really don't like Fields that much. Especially, like, Chicago stacks, like full Chicago stacks project terribly. Even though Fields himself projects well. And is is that because is that be well the the full stacks projects here would that be considering maybe a stack with Fields and one of the runners? I mean, we'll we'll talk about these runners, but they have really good matchups too. It, like, would would there be any thought of maybe stacking them with one of his runners just to in the, case the this is, is now they're they're like we don't have Montgomery getting eighty five percent of the work the way he was like in week one. Like they're giving Herbert more. Um, you know, they have Claypool in the mix now, so like. There's just more um, competition for targets. Um, like, and they, they run so much to begin with. Like, as if you're doing, talking about pass catchers, like double stacking pass catchers with fields feels 
pretty gross because you're, <laughs> you're not going to throw that much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I like him individually as a cash play. Um, I think getting up to Mahomes is is perfectly viable. If if the ownership was going to be even between Mahomes and Fields, I might actually lean playing Mahomes. Um, but the way I think it's going to break down, I, I think I probably am just going to find a Fields lineup. Blender, what do you think? So it's like it feels like the blitz is going to be all over Fields and all over Mahomes, right? As far as as far as um, its optimal plays, but only what it's two is two hundred dollars more. Than fields, and I just don't think that many people are going to be on him just because with Tua, what it's been is it's been when he when he was a little bit cheaper, and when Jalen Waddle was a little bit cheaper, you could stack all those guys, and you know you got the really easy stack there. If you've tried putting that thing together this week, you know that it's really really hard to make the other pieces work. So I think that'll take some ownership off Tua. Are you into Tua this week? What are you thinking about quarterbacks? Do you? like the whole fields Mahomes stuff for tournaments like what what are your general thoughts well in, in cash games uh you definitely play fields over Tua just because the rushing projection I mean his rushing yard prop is 59 and a half I mean if he gets 60 yards rushing that's a touchdown and a half passing so like why not just take that so in uh in DraftKings I think it's Fields or Mahomes, and on Fanduel you're just playing Mahomes because Mahomes is only like yeah. two hundred. Oh, we should have mentioned that, right? More, yeah. more than Fields. Yeah. So, like, just you know, Mahomes is the best play on the slate because Josh Allen ain't on the slate anymore. Um, he's not going to play. Yeah. Uh, for oh, for GPP, playing. for GPP, I prefer the all the all the cheap guys. Uh, it's 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 vomit stack season, baby. Okay, vomit so stack season. so well then let's then let's talk about the cheap guys. Uh, because whenever you get down here, who do you consider? Like, who do you favor? Do you like Daniel Jones? I mean, I've heard, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is one that's in a really good game environment with a high total and easy pairing partner with um, Christian Kirk. You know, Cardi mentioned Jacoby Brissett, who was popping in some of our models over at Roster Watch, which I just thought was so weird. And look at him. Well, Blitter, why do you, you always like the weird the stuff, top dog? quarterback <laughs> on the to me, baby. Jacoby okay. Brissett. Plus Cooper slash Peoples Jones plus Bryant. It's a it's a way to play chalk Tyree Kill and, <laughs> and and not worry about Tyree Kill's ownership, right? So like, yeah. do I want to play? You can't. How the hell do you pay for two of double stacks on this slate? The price is just too tight it's for hard. that. So you're really giving up so much in the rest of your lineup. So I need to find salary relief somewhere. I also like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence and hear hear me out on this. Build a lineup with Patrick Mahomes stacks. Okay, so you're going to build a lineup that's something like Mahomes, Juju, Kelsey, or something. You're plugging Christian Kirk there as the run back. Now take out Mahomes and Mahomes put, in, and put in I, Lawrence, I swear to God, I did that earlier. Deeper. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll win. Let's say Mahomes puts up 28 points, 30 points, and Lawrence puts up 24. You still have the same game. But you save twenty five hundred in salary that you could use in another spot to get up to uh, Saquon or Derrick Henry or something like that in your running back spot, and they have a ceiling game. So I think Mahomes stacks are are tough this week to fit in. I think people will try, and I'm not opposed. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I think I'm more likely to just go Mahomes Kelsey and not worry about the wide receivers. Maybe you throw an MVS because he's cheaper. But I prefer the Lawrence side just because you just saved money on quarterback. I don't think this is a week. 
based on the totals of these games? I don't think so. From a probability standpoint, is it going to happen? I have no idea. That quarterback is going to make or break this late. I think the highest scoring quarterback may have 28 points. And most quarterbacks will some be somewhere in the 18 to 24 range. And it's really not going to come down to what quarterback you played. So that's why I want to throw in stuff. I want to play Case Keenum with Stefan Diggs. I want to play the I want to play Kenny Pickett stacks, right? I don't mind that. Here's oh, one that's that's yeah. doesn't seem like it should be off the board, but I think is way lower owned. This game is way lower owned. Dak Prescott. At 6,600, because he's like right in the middle. It's like, why play Prescott when you can play Fields or Tua? So Dak Prescott's ownership is probably very low. And why can't you just pair him up with Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb? You don't even have to worry about the Green Bay run back, and maybe they just run him over. Like, and it's all through the passing game. It's less probability, but Prescott, Lamb, Schultz, ownership-wise, like, dude, you can do anything you want with the rest of your lineup. And it's not like you're playing garbage. Right, you're playing Dak Prescott, you're playing CeeDee Lamb, you're playing Dalton Schultz. This isn't like, like, you're not playing Kenny Pickett, and you're not you're playing some of these. You're not playing John Wolford, right? You know, you're playing real people here. <laughs> like, I'm looking more into those. I'm not going to play Sam Ellinger. I don't care what his projection is. I, 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 so you're not, you're not doing that, even though, like, no, I'm playing the other Cardi. I'm playing the I, dude. At some point, I'm going to win money with Derek Carr. It's, is it going to be this week? I love the car side. I like it more than the indie side, but I do. I don't know. It's been two weeks where Ellinger has been bad and uh, I don't know. He's cheap. He theoretically has rushing upside. Like, he's, you know, where he's, he's throwing we, the ball. we just haven't seen it from Sam though, man. Like I I, I've, I've been disappointed with the, with, with the lack of rushing from him, especially given how bad the offense is, how bad the offense has struggled. He, I mean, to me, I, I thought the whole time that Ellinger was going to be a guy that if they were struggling, he, he just—he's the type of person who would just want to take the game on his own back and, and put it on his shoulders and just run with the football. And he just—he really hasn't. It'll be interesting to see if that changes with this. I mean, it's hard to bind anything with those Colts with what's going on with them right now. So for sure, hey, just and look, we'll, we'll we'll get to tight end. You mentioned Schultz earlier, um, Blender, and we'll get to tight end. But Carter, you said earlier that there's two really good tight. It, so is that Dulcich and like is that Dulcich and Schultz for you, or is that Moreau? Okay, so it's Dulcich so it's and Moreau, but I do think okay. Schultz is actually okay. Dulcich and Moreau are going to get the most ownership, but Schultz is like almost as good of a play as them, and he's not going to get the ownership. So, okay. um, I like him a lot, and then certainly I think you know a Dallas stack like that is viable. Okay, and we'll talk about tight ends whenever we get there, but uh, you know, I, I think Blender talked about most of the guys that he liked. One guy I haven't heard anybody mention is Case Keenum. So, Cardi, I don't know if you want to talk about Case Blender, Keenum. Blender mentioned him. Blender yeah, said he played Keenum I, and Diggs. That, oh, did you? Like, I'm sorry, Derek, man. Card, I'm, Cardi, I have a question for you about Keenum. Mm-hmm. How much, like, I know you, you're going to have to project him not like Josh Allen, but how? I think the real question is, how much is the Buffalo offense going to change from a play-calling perspective with yep. Keenum behind center versus Josh Allen. If you tell me they're going to throw 80% of the time, yes, Keenum is obviously going to be less efficient than Josh Allen, obviously not going to run the ball and scramble as much as Josh Allen. But if it's going to be an, it's going to be 75, 80% pass, like why the hell wouldn't I want to play a 5K quarterback that's going to throw the ball 40 plus times? So I think that's a really interesting question and one that I wish I had a better answer for because Buffalo obviously is so pass heavy. They've thrown the ball like 20% more than league average this year, which is like 
easily like once you adjust for context, like they're like the most pass heavy team in football. Um, generally when a team plays a backup quarter, you know, has to go to a backup quarterback, it drops by 3%. So they go from 20% to 17% or like whatever. Um, but it is, it's not a, it's not an average situation. It is a team that's at the extreme and it's going from Josh Allen, who's like maybe the best quarterback in football to a backup. So like, I was pretty aggressive. I knocked it down. I think I have the bills, you know, instead of being like, you know, that 17% or whatever, they're more like 7% above average passing right now. But if they are that 17, like then Case Keenum, you know, could smash at this price. So like, uh, I do see the upside there for sure. Hey, hey, Cardi, you always say in the Minnesota, I think the Minnesota games, I'm not sure as much in Buffalo. I, I don't have the pace stuff pulled up. Do, was this projected to be a fast paced game with Josh Allen? Uh, let me take a look. Yeah, that's the the second fastest paced game on the slate. So do you, does Keenum change that? Not really. A lot of pace comes down to play calling. You know, quarterbacks involved a little bit, but uh, yeah. um, you know, I it it still projects fast. Keenum's never been the type of quarterback who's going to go back there and just survey the field and take that play clock all the way down to zero. Anyway, man, he's a snap and get it out of his hands kind of guy. So. Um, I just, it's kind of, so Cardi Blender talked about the guys that he liked is so besides like who, who's the blitz seed, like on the periphery of being playable, like after we, after we talk about Mahomes and fields who it feels like it likes best and is kind of jamming into the optimals. Can you just kind of give not a ranking, but just to, you know, plays that you think are acceptable at the quarterback because you know the blitz wouldn't the, the blitz wouldn't laugh you out of the room for playing in playing some of these guys. I mean, in cash, I really don't think there's anyone else you'd want to play. If you want to go down and and go real cheap, Ellinger, Brissett, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, like fine. I I I, I wouldn't do it though. In GPPs, yeah, like uh, I think any of those guys as part of like vomit stacks are are good. Derek Carr in Vegas stacks, I think, is good. Um, you know that that's the kind of thing that if once you get past kind of the obvious guys, those are the ones that, that look the most appealing to me in tournaments. All right, let's move on to running backs boys. And we'll start out at the very top here. Just Cardi is the blitz getting any Saquon Barkley and just the best in the, in the number one matchup of the week for opposing running backs. No, it, uh, it likes Henry Moore straight up and he's cheaper. So uh, if you're going to pay all the way up at running back, uh, Henry is the guy that I would do it with. Uh, the year of our Lord, 2022, and the Blitz likes Derrick Henry better than uh, better than Saquon Barkley. I mean, the it's Blitz just, always likes yeah. Henry more than other like mathematical systems. It just yeah. doesn't like him as much as the public seems to, because right. the public is just irrational. But Henry oh. is is good, and he's actually you know involved a little bit more in the pass game this year, and he gets such a high percentage of the rushing. Like he's like the only bell cow running back in football at this point, basically. That's not true. Like there, there are a couple others, Um, but he, like he really, he gets like 95% of the carries and that's, that's a huge number. Nobody really does that. And uh, you know, and it's a decent matchup and it's just, he projects well. So Barkley's up here at like 8,600 on DraftKings. And as you go down, it feels like, you know, you know, Besides Derrick Henry, feel, you know I don't think anybody will play. Not many people will play Nick Chubb. Hardly anybody will play Dalvin on DraftKings. I, I will say on FanDuel, I was messing around over there. Dalvin Cook feels a lot better. Nick Chubb is eighty one hundred dollars. Oh my god! 
he's so far off your radar that you didn't you didn't even know. Like, I, I, I don't think <laughs> six thousand. Like, yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it's play. You know, uh, at uh, at Miami, my, Miami's been a team like, and we'll talk about it whenever we get to stacks. But this is one that I've been eyeing is one that I think could be a good back and forth kind of game. You know, as, as, as far as those factors. But um, you got you know, then you got Jonathan Taylor. You know, people after a couple bad games from Josh Jacobs, I'm not sure if they're gonna go back to him, even though objectively it feels like. Probably, probably a pretty good spot. Jonathan Taylor is in just an epic spot, and he's off the injury report. Talk about a better buy on Fanduel. I mean, over on over on Fanduel, it's almost hard to get away from Jonathan Taylor. But I feel like this. I feel like this area is where we're going to need to talk. And correct me if I'm wrong, Cardi. Like I said, I haven't looked at the Blitz, but I'll bet you the Blitz likes Camara at seventy four hundred. I'll bet you it likes Travis Etienne at seventy one hundred. I know it likes. Damian Pierce is sixty three hundred, and I would, I guess, um, I, I don't think it's going to like Jamal Williams. I'm just trying to see. Oh, do you know who the Blitz is going to like? It's going to like Najee Harris at fifty five hundred somehow, <laughs> isn't it? Like what? Uh, like, it, it, am I am I right? Like, am I on to like? I'm yeah, no. The, the first few the guys Blitz. you mentioned are the guys the Blitz likes the most for sure. Like Damian Pierce is is the best play on the slate. Like he's he's underpriced like i don't know why his price isn't going up i said henry's like one of the only bell cows in football damian pierce is, is like one of the others there's like three or four of them and and damian pierce has been getting like 90 percent of of the carries like 10 percent of the targets uh yeah he plays for the texans and the texans uh suck but they're playing the giants the giants suck too and he's super cheap and you have to play damian pierce in cash games um, Cart, uh, uh, Blender, do you th- – I just uh, – here's the thing, and I've been screaming about Damian Pierce ever since the Senior Bowl, saying you guys, like, he's better than Brian Robinson, you know, and, and that's been completely true. Um, but do you do you worry at all in tournaments about Damian Pierce, not only the ownership, but also the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it is – you know, it's a road underdog, and if you just look – I hate to look at game logs, but, I mean, he's only a bit over 20 fantasy points twice this season. You know, I mean – I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, Alex. Okay. I'm dancing. Oh, I'm okay. dancing to okay. the EV. I'm dancing to the EV game. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to get all my slancy bucks to, to, on Sunday. Uh, I think running back is by far the best place to get contrarian this week. By far, yeah. Okay, people don't seem to. People are are used to. They have 2017 football brain. When we had David Johnson and and whoever and Le'Veon, right? McCaffrey and uh, Ladainian. We go all the way back, right? Running back variance is all touchdown dependent. Okay, and ceilings for running backs are primarily tied to touchdowns. Okay. So what you say about Pierce is like, yeah, he, from a median perspective, he's playman cash. Okay. I get it. Okay. You're fine. Right. But they're, they're a road underdog with an 18. Is he going to score five touchdowns this week? Probably not. (laughs) Right. So I take a look at these guys that in, in these situations, like does Henry and Barkley have ceilings? Yes. But I mean, why not Josh Jacobs at 7,600 against the Colts? Like I take a look at, especially on a tight slate, right? We have very tight pricing and people are going to spend up at running back. But remember, this is a position that is very dependent on touchdowns for variance. 
wide receivers, especially higher end wide receivers, are not subject to variance as much because they earn their targets as opposed to care that much about field position. So like the rain, I'm going to be playing tons. I mean, the running backs that I'm playing, people are going to look at me like, well, some of them you may not, but uh, my favorite running back play on the entire slate is Jeff Wilson Jr. And it, it's going to be like, pretty like well. what? Yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr. has. It, it, He's has, your has, favorite has, play on the slate? <laughs> favorite play on the entire slate because he's direct leverage off of Tua Hill lineups and he busts them with touchdowns and you need, and he's also leverage off of Damian Pierce at a low running back price range. So to me, I like Jeff Wilson. I like Jamal Williams. I don't even know how much he costs. What does he cost? I don't even know. 500. Yeah. Okay. Not Najee Harris is in that same range. Najee Devin, Harris. Devin I like Singletary. David Montgomery at six K off of fields. Yeah. Like, all I need are touchdowns. I want if I'm going to play anyone on this slate that's upper end. I want to play Henry. I want to play Barkley, and I want to play Jacobs. Yep. Right on Fanduel, maybe a, we'll talk a little bit more about Jonathan Taylor. Although I don't mind Jonathan Taylor on DraftKings at 7,500 as as much. I prefer Jonathan Taylor in my Vegas lineups. Like instead of playing Taylor on his own. I'll play Taylor in a Carr Adams Moreau stack, do something like that. But if I could find, if I could find 20 points, 18 to 20 points out of these 5K guys, all they have to do is fall in the end zone, maybe twice. But these are all the guys that, like, dude, Jamal Williams gets all these goal line carries, right? David Montgomery is going to be getting goal line carries. Jeff Wilson Jr., you know, it's a pass. It's a pass to Tyree Kill in the end zone. Pass interference, first and goal on the one, and Jeff Wilson falls in the end zone. Like that's that's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a hundred yards in the rushing bonus. I just want one of these guys because it's quite possible I don't play three running backs in my in my builds. I play one of Henry Barkley or Jacobs, and then alongside one of these range guys that are going to be probably what five percent owned. And now I have the money. I pay down a tight end. I have a vomit stack in there already a quarterback. And now now I could play I could play Adams and Jefferson. I can play these 7k and 8k receivers that no one else could play because they're they're jamming in 7k running backs or they're playing Tua Fields or Mahomes lineups. Like to me that's the range of ownership you should be looking for especially on a slate where most of the pricing is efficient. So my lineups Although they look like, oh my God, you're playing, you're playing Jeff Wilson in your lineup. Oh my God, you're playing, you're you're playing Jacoby Brissett, Dax with Jeff Wilson, and you're playing Jamal Williams, and you're playing Derrick Henry. And it's like, dude, I'll get a Derrick Henry forty-five burger, and then now I could look at wide receiver and go, okay, let let me get Adams one hundred and fifty yards in two times. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Touchdowns. Let me also get... Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs with 120 yards. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. In the touchdown. Like, you can't access those types of lineups without being uncomfortable. And if you run them through the blitz... The lineups that you like on this slate and that lineup is only like a four-point difference in media. So, yeah. like, why why not when it's going to be half the ownership? And to me, this is an easy game. Yeah, well, those, those like fifty-five hundred or so running backs, like they're they're not guys you're playing in cash. They're not the best plays. Devin Singletary's so they, in that they, in they that project yeah. pretty decently, especially right. relative to their ownership. They project really well. Devin Singletary's in that group too, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's Especially easy. on handle. I think Singletary's actually a cash guy. Yeah, Singletary's uh, going to be – I think Singletary and Taylor will be much higher owned on FanDuel for their oh, prices yeah. than on DraftKings. The, on, uh, Jonathan Taylor's 500 cheaper on FanDuel, almost 4% of your salary cap cheaper on, on, on FanDuel, which can certainly go a long way in a week like this. We're not going down any farther than that. Mid fifty. I mean, I'm just looking here, Cardi. Like, does the Blitz like anybody that's a super – I mean – Super cheapy. I'm just looking down here. I just, I can't see the blitz liking. I can't see the blitz liking any of these guys. I'm just trying to. It's not I mean, going to like any of them. Five K guys that that it likes. I mean, I'm. It's not going to dig into the fours to play Dontrell Hilliard or Rex Burkhead though. Like right, there, right. There, there's nobody like that. <laughs> so once you get down to once you get down to 5,500 with the Najee Harris, Jeff Wilson Jr. stuff, Singletary is 5,600. It feels like those are kind of the those are kind of the guys that it would go to. I yeah. I hate to even a, I hate to even ask about Clyde Edwards Elaire whether the stuff with you know if we do if you know if it's just him if just him and Pacheco if it might you know might like Clyde in that same range at all with a high game I mean, total. Maybe if if you think he's going to get like all of McKinnon's pass work if McKinnon's out, um, Maybe he he jumps up into that range, but Pacheco's been getting more of the carries the last couple of weeks, so it uh, it's probably just one of those situations where neither one is really going to do enough. Um, How much is Pacheco? I, mean, I guess you get leverage off of Mahomes stuff with them, but yeah. 
I don't know. They okay. don't they don't project especially well. So, uh, Blender, you mentioned so you talked about Jeff Wilson, your favorite. Who are your other? You know, do you, do you have any other super favorites? You mentioned Derek Henry. No, no. I, I want to go up. I I believe this that the highest ceiling running backs on the slate are Henry, Barkley, and Jacobs. Okay. So a lot of people are going to try to play these Pierce Camara lineups, and they're going to play Henry or Barkley in those lineups instead of Tyreek Hill. Right. And something like that. I'd rather play Tyreek Hill and those guys mm -hmm. and then sacrifice at a running back position that's not Damian Pierce. And then since I'm playing a cheap quarterback in a stack type of combination, I could afford both. I could probably throw I could probably afford three of these guys. And no other lineups could have these. It's just what's the concession? You have to play a cheap running back. And they go, and people are gonna look and go, okay, I could play a cheap running back. I could play Damian Pierce at sixty three hundred. I go, no. You need you need cheaper. You need you need you still need another seven or eight hundred dollars. And then they look behind Damian Pierce and they go, ugh, right? Yeah, People yeah, yeah. just looking. How do I click? How do I click on Jamal Williams? How do I click on Najee Harris? How do I click on David Montgomery? How do I click on Jeff Wilson Jr.? I'm gonna click on them. All I I don't <laughs> understand. I don't need a hundred yards and five catches and two touchdowns. No, I, dude. Give me 60 yards and fall in the end zone twice. And especially the running backs against the chalk. So like Wilson Jr. and David Montgomery. Like, dude, I I want I want to be the one with with uh with 5% on David Montgomery when everyone's on Twitter tilting the rushing touchdown that just uh, that Fields didn't get. Or the pass interference in the end zone on that Tyreek Hill pass that Jeff Wilson runs runs in for one yard. I, I want to be on the receiving side of that benefit, not on the side of the tilt. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel you. And that's what Blender always loves to Blender always loves to be the one that <laughs> the, the one that's getting all the big action. They, when they, everybody they, else is getting I want to be pain. very clear yeah. on the blitz projections, they don't project that much differently. Like yeah. the difference between Tamian Pierce's projection point per dollar wise and these 5K ones are not are you're sacrificing like four points. Like that you're you're sacrificing 40 yards rushing, you're sacrificing, you know, a catch or two. Like you're not it's not as ridiculous as it sounds. So, and if Pierce only puts up 15 points, who cares? Well we haven't mentioned Travis Etienne specifically, Cardi. How into the blitz is is or how into Etienne is is the blitz this week? Uh, he's viable. It kind of sees him a tier below Pierce, Kamara, Henry, which are kind of like the three best. Um, I think there's lineups you can build with him that work, um, especially on FanDuel. I like him a little more than DraftKings. Running back, though, like I'm, I'm definitely playing Pierce in cash. Um, and then I'm probably playing Kamara, maybe Henry instead of Kamara. If you can play all three, great, but then you have to sacrifice Tyree Kill. So, like, I probably prefer two of the running backs and Tyreek rather than than all three. But mm -hmm. again, it's a week where it's not it's not clear cut. But that that's kind of like the cash approach at running back. You're you're playing two or three of Pierce, Kamara, Henry, Etienne, and and those are the only cash viable ones. I think. All right. Well, speaking wow. of Tyreek, speaking of Tyreek Hill, it, Blender. Unless you have any final words at running back, we can we can. Have you forever hold your hold your peace, and we can move on to wide receiver and just start with Tyreek Hill. Um, Cardi is, is is he a priority? 
Yeah, he's the best wide receiver play on the slate. Um, once you consider price and projection, he's the best wide receiver play on the slate. I want to get there. Um, but it's not like you have to have to get him because it's not easy to get him. It's not extremely difficult, but it's not easy. Um, he's really, he's being treated like a true alpha this year. Like with KC, he was never treated like a true alpha. He's getting like Cooper cup target shares this year. Um, and he's got a really good quarterback throwing to him. Tua, Tua is an elite quarterback at this point. I feel like we're close to it. Um, so I like him. I want to get there. Uh, it's just a matter of finding out or finding a way, finding a way to do it. Um, and I will say if Matthew Stafford goes, Ah, Cooper Cup is a guy I, I probably prioritize, maybe even over Tyreek. But if it's Wolford, then then it's not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I haven't heard. And you know, I mean, obviously, who doesn't want to play Cooper Cup, right? But I, I mean, I'm looking at the ownership percentages. Was seven point one percent? People are just freaked out because they think it might be, you know, the the. Uh, and even if, even if it's Wolford. I love cup and GPPs. I'm sure Blender's going to have a bunch of cup in those types of lineups where you're doing the cheap stuff and you can spend up on whatever. Like you have a bunch of cup, I assume. I mean, is that true, Blender? Are you going to, or I mean, I didn't hear you I'm mention cup earlier. I'm considering it. I'm not, I'm not as high. Uh, it really depends on what the ownership comes in at. To me, to me, uh, compared to ownership, my, my top wide receiver plays Devontae Adams. Dude, Jamino has Justin Jefferson at two point seven percent. Well, I, I like uh, that, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Man. That that's <laughs> I, that, I I like, especially if 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 people are gonna I'm gonna bet. See, this is what we have to. We, this is what we do in DFS: identify high variance situations, identify fragile projections. Yes, the blitz is I believe the best NFL projection system there is out there, but it's just a range of outcomes. And there's fragility in, well, we have to give a median perspective of what we think the teams are going to do in order to project that range of outcomes. But there are high variant situations. So like, just like what Cardi said with the, with the Rams, well, how is this Rams offense going to operate with Wolford? Maybe it's just Wolford targets cup like 22 times. Well, that's all Stafford does. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying it, like, how is that effect? Yeah. We don't know. And right. I take, I take a look at, like Case Keenum, if you if you just took out Case Keenum, I believe is like probably the best backup quarterback in all of football. Like he's better than half the starting quarterbacks in football as it is. So if the Bills play as if they're playing like the Bills, the field from an ownership perspective is acting as if oh the Bills are going to be sixty percent run. Why play Diggs? Why play Keenum? Why play this game? Do you, if if, do you if, think, if if the if the if the ownership was the opposite of like dude all in on the bills let's go it doesn't matter case keenum 5k cash games let's go like then i'd be thinking the other side going oh, maybe maybe it's not going to be like that but based on the ownership i see here like dude keenum plus Diggs and jefferson run back like and then you know what in order to play that lineup you have to play a cheap running back you plug in jeff wilson people look at your lineup you go Wow, this lineup looks really screwed up. And I go, yeah, I'm trying to win a GPP. Like, like, but it's not, it it looks screwed up. But if you just go by the projections, it's really not far, as far down as you think. You're not sacrificing as much projection. This is a week where most of the players are within one point of their salary adjusted value. 
most players, right? Okay, we have the, if I look in the blitz from from a skill position standpoint, so running backs and wide receivers, there's only three players that have more than over 1.3, four over point plus one, and the highest is four, and that's Tyreek Hill, and he has a 25 point projection. So four is only what less than uh, less than 20 percent off his median. So, like, the salary-adjusted value of these players, in the, unless there's some big news that happens, any lineup that you make that spends 50000 in salary most likely doesn't project all that much different than a lot of other lineups. You may be giving up uh, some in ownership or not. So it's not as weird to say Keenum plus Diggs plus Jefferson. It's not weird to say, well, instead of playing Tyreek Hill, I'll play Cooper Cup. The difference in their projection is one and a half points. Why is one twice as owned as the other? It shouldn't be that way. So, like, that's how I have to think about this. So I look through all these receivers and I go, this ownership should be much more balanced than what it's going to be. So why not play Adams or Cup over Hill if Hill's going to be twice his own? It seems seems so obvious to me. But also understand that Tyreek Hill... As a ceiling, just like too. I don't mind playing chalk Derrick Henry either. I don't mind playing chalk Saquon Barkley. These are guys that could put up enough points where you need to have them. I don't think Damian Pierce is it. I don't think Christian Kirk as chalk is like, oh my God, he could put up 45 points. Do I want to play Mac Hollins at 15% ownership? Probably not. Amon Ross St. Brown with his current A dot. How much upside? It, is he well, I mean, I, well, we've seen Christian Kirk go off for 40 burgers. We've seen, we've, I mean, it, I, I know it was just earlier this season. We've seen Mac Hollins do it, but I mean, I get your point and I'm not going to take us off the rails about Case Keenan being the best backup in the league, but I, I think that's a little, I, th- I think that's kind of overstating, overstating it a little bit. He's a very, very competent backup, but is, I mean, is he, is come on. He's better than half the quarterbacks that are currently playing starting. I don't think he's better than Jacoby Brissett. I don't think Brissett is that bad though. Yeah, well, I know, but is no, he better than Sam? Jacoby Brissett is a backup blender. He's just he's just having to play right now. But but Brissett could start on the Colts. <laughs> well, right, but I'm but but right, but I'm saying he's a backup and he's better. Like this is a sports talk. Like that's a sports talk topic for like AM radio. We need to talk DFS. Um, the uh, the 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 other guys here as we kind of move down. I think Cardi. At least when I'm making my builds, when I'm trying to get in either a Saquon or Derrick Henry, plus a Tyreek Hill in cash. It's really hard, and I need to come down here to this kind of Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk sort of area here um, to sort of get my – almost get my anchor wide mm-hmm. wide wide receiver. And I'm not sure how much I like that uh, particular roster construction, and I'm not sure if that's going to be – is that kind of a typical one? Like, how does the general roster construction look – uh, as far as what the blitz is doing, if it does get up to a Tyreek Hill and it does manage to pay up a little bit, even to like a Camara plus a Damian Pierce, what are we looking at as far as the as far as the uh, range of these other guys that were kind of you know getting in here? Because I'm imagining that it's going to have a third wide receiver that's down here in this Donovan Peoples Jones, Mac Hollins, Marquez Valdez Scantling range. It, is like am I about right as, as to kind of what it's doing? Yeah, it's a little all over the place. It's not like anybody is a guy that you have to jam in. Like like Blender said, like everybody is kind of efficiently priced. The ones that are showing up the most are like Kirk, 
uh, Juju, you know, that's the fastest paced game on the slate They're They're both going to get, you know, like 20% target shares and good offenses. So uh, like they're good. I think there are some other guys in that range that people are going to play that I'm not considering at all. Like I'm not playing Deontay Johnson or like, like that type of guy. I'll play Kirk or I'll play um, Juju. I'll play Amon Ra or I'll go down and I'll play cheaper guys. I'll play Mac Hollins. I'll play Zay Jones. I'll play Peoples Jones. Those are kind of the guys that are in my pool. And it's just a matter of fitting them together. And again, I don't, I haven't found a lineup yet that I'm like, yeah, that looks great. All those pieces fit great together that I'm comfortable with. I haven't found that yet, but those are the guys that are kind of in the mix. You know what, if that's what I'm thinking and that's what the blitz is thinking, that's what's going to be chalk. I, I just, I just know it is. And so blender that leaves to me a whole area here of guys like Waddle and Hopkins and like that are just completely off of my radar. Like <laughs> you're, you're doing the Jack Nicholson nod. What, what do you think? Uh, Can you talk about guys you might like in that range? Right. If you're not, if you're not going to pay up a quarterback mm-hmm. and you're going to pay down and save, I mean, just literally saving 600 at running back does you a lot. If you're going to be punting a tight end, I do not mind two tight end lineups in GPP this week either. Like, I don't think the ceilings necessarily of some of these 4K 40, like wide receivers are necessarily all that different from the 3K tight ends. So, like, if I could save $1,500 and play two tight ends, and then I don't have to play any, then I could just jam, start well, That's a good point, Blender. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good point, man. You're, sure. I don't think this is You're sharp you sometimes. Of a week. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's I like, mean, ima- imagine, Alex, imagine no, playing yeah. a lineup. Yeah. Like, l- think of this. Imagine playing a lineup that you're you're playing Brissette, Amari Cooper, Harrison Bryant at tight end, with Tyreek Hill as a run back, and then in your flex spot, you're playing Foster Moreau at 3,200. Now you could play, you could play in your running back spot, you could play David Montgomery at 6K, pay up for either Henry or Barkley. And then you could still, you could still play like Devontae Adams in that lineup. You could still play, you could still play like a 6K wide receiver. You could, you could play anyone you want still in that lineup. And as long as none of these cheap 4K, Donovan Peoples-Jones goes off for some 80-yard touchdown reception. Like, you're screwed, right? If Zay mm-hmm. Jones happens, if Matt Collins, I get it. But I think a lot of people are going to be making these builds with these mid-4K wide receiver George Pickens or Khalif Raymonds. I think I prioritize. I want to play as many people in my lineup that have 40-point ceilings. Because I don't think people could build. If you could get three guys that have 40-point ceilings in your lineup, those are the constru- those are the guys that you're going to need to have in order to win. Can I eke out 12 points at a cheap tight end? Like that may, that's may may all be what I need. And can I eke out 14 points from Jeff Wilson Jr. when Damian Pierce only puts up 14 also or something or or uh uh Kamara only puts up 16? I'll have the money that other people don't have. So when Justin Jefferson has 38 points or Devontae Adams has 36 points and Tyreek Hill has 30 points, like you can't make those lineups. So like I want to make those types of lineups and I'm not playing other players in the 4k range. I just want to get off of that. Constru- I think the, those types of constructions are going to be inevitable 
And I just don't want to play those constructions. It feels like for cash, Cardi's interested in getting up to Tyreek Hill, maybe Cooper Cup if if Matt Stafford is in. And then as far as kind of the mid-range, getting down here to this Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk type of area around the 6K, uh, 5,900 type of spot. And then what that's going to do is going to make you get down here to these guys, you know, the Khalif Raymonds, the uh, you know the DPJs, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, guys like Mac Hollins and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Cardi, is there anybody else you want to touch on before we, I mean, we've kind of talked a lot about, I think people are going to know what we're going to say about tight end, but is there anybody else you want to talk about any, any plays on the periphery of, um, acceptability that you just wanted to shout out before we move on? Not in cash, but certainly in GPPs, you know, we've, we've mentioned them even a little bit earlier in the show, like the, the Amari Cooper type plays that people aren't going to have, you know, either in Dallas stacks or even Winter's going to have him. I can tell by the way he's been talking. Did I say, did I say Amari Cooper? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think Cooper's fine, but I actually meant to say CeeDee Lamb. Um, oh, okay. I guess Cooper too, both of them. Like they're the guys that are going to have the high target shares that are going to be, you know, that that have that ceiling. Um, Michael Pittman, you know, I know Blender doesn't like Ellinger, but like I think Indy stacks with Pittman or Pittman on his own, like, I don't know. I still think there's there's some upside there. All right. Uh, Blender, you have anything else on wide receiver before we move to tight end? No, let's go to tight end, my favorite position. All right, uh, this week you uh, you love them so much you you want to stick in two of them and you know it, it does kind of make sense to me because you know here I am just you know I'm trying to I'm trying to close my eyes and figure okay on Sunday in my cash lineup what will make me happy out of Donovan Peoples Jones and I'm I'm just thinking like you know if he gives me 14 points or something like that and it's not a snowflake I'm gonna be fine and you tell me that that's out of the range of outcomes for Dalton Schultz or Foster Moreau or just like I mean so it does I mean what you're saying makes makes. Make some make some good sense. I just like I would said, you man, be, my, would you be shocked if Pat Fryermuth had twelve points? No, of course no, so not. I mean, so what's the? What, I think what, that's, would you be shocked if Mike Kaziki catches a touchdown instead of Tyree Kill and he has ten points? I mean, no, like, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm I'm, I'm never going to play Gesicki though, man. That's it. But yeah, I mean, I, but I, I get what, what you're I saying, think, Alex. For tight ends, what people don't seem to realize is that, and I'm not saying the tight end position, but I'm talking about the salary floor that. A 4K tight end to a 3K tight end is 25% of the salary of that position, right? So when you play a $2,500 tight end instead of a $5,000 tight end, you're saving 50%. That's like going down from a $8,000 receiver to a $4,000 receiver. And imagine me telling you the difference of like, would you rather play? So like, like use this slate for an example. If you were to go down from Tyreek Hill and then instead of Tyreek Hill, you played Zay Jones, <laughs> right? You would say that's kind of a dramatic difference. Like, yeah, I probably want Tyreek Hill because I think Tyreek Hill is worth double, at least double what Zay Jones is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing, a tight end of like, well, instead of playing, uh, instead of playing, uh, instead of playing, let's say Michael Pittman, you're playing Dalton Schultz. Right, like, yeah, probably the wide receiver is is more, but is it double? I mean, like, it should it should should these guys be thirty three hundred, thirty four hundred? If the salary floor tight end was four K and not twenty five hundred, then we'd be much more inclined. It'd be similar to FanDuel, where you're more likely where the salary floor, the difference between the top tight end and the bottom tight end isn't as dramatic. So you have to think in though you can't think that it's the tight end position. You have to think that you have the ability to play a guy that should be 4K at 3K. 
and you have the ability to possibly do that twice on a slate that has very efficient pricing in and of itself to fit in more high ceiling players. Yeah, it, that that makes a lot of sense. And let me just stick with you, Blenders, real quick before because I feel like Cardi will be able to kind of blast through these what what the best plays are. But just from a tournament perspective, what about playing Kelsey? Given given all the other factors on the on the slate, given the given the nuance that you've laid out as far as the tight end position and the, the landscape, what about playing Kelsey? I'll play Kelsey in the flex and I'll still play another tight end. So uh, okay. the thing about Kelsey. Remember, everyone has to play a tight end. So, like, if Kelsey, the the only way that Kelsey is relevant is if he puts up so much more significant points than any other tight end on the slate. If Kelsey's sitting there with twenty nine points and the next, and most of the other these three K tight ends have eight, well, everyone has to have at least eight points at tight end, which means they're missing out on another twenty one points because, like, everyone you can't not play a tight end. So, you have to weigh the probability of Kelsey outscoring every other tight end by so much that he's going to be necessary. If you don't think that that's the case, then Kelsey is just like any other of these wide, any he's like a $7,800 wide receiver otherwise. So Kelsey, I don't mind playing as a one-off. Obviously playing with Mahomes probably makes more sense. Uh, but to me, it's not a, it's not a priority on either side. And there's no way you could play the, him in cash games. Right. Okay. Uh, Cardi. So back to cash games. Here are the guys that I have been considering that I've been messing around with to some degree, Pat for, for our youth at 4,200, but I find myself needing to save money and I get down to here where I'm looking at Dalton Schultz at 3,800 and I'm looking at Greg Dulcich at 3,400. I'm looking at Foster Moreau at 3,200. And then if I really, really need it, I've been messing around some with the 2,700. Uh, who is – oh, Har- Harrison Bryant down here at 2,700. Of all those guys, clearly Greg Dulcich is the GOAT, and I and I, I love him. I can't believe the usage that he's been getting. But like I you talk about Damian Pierce at the Senior Bowl, I was yelling just as loud about Greg Dulcich, but I wasn't expecting it to come this soon, you know, at the NFL level and to be used in such a dynamic way. What does the blitz say about these guys? Is it a favorites among those? And am I correct in assuming that you're probably going to be paying down to one of those guys? Yeah, definitely paying down for one of them. It's almost certainly going to be Foster Moreau. Um, I think he's the best of them and the cheapest. Um, But Dulcich and Schultz are really good. I think there's a decent chance I wind up with one of those in addition to, in addition to Foster Moreau. Um, Evan Engram is also like, like fine, I guess not for cash, but like in GPPs, if you just want to mix it up, like he's, he's fine. But yeah, that, that, that's really, that, that's tight end. Like it's Moreau, it's Dolchitz, Dolchitz, it's Schultz. Um, obviously Kelsey, uh, you're not playing Kelsey in cash though. And, and that, that's kind of it. Like the, these are, these are the guys that are some of the most underpriced guys on the slate. They're tight end and they're cheap and people think it's gross, but like, if it lets you afford to spend up for Tyreek Hill and Amon Ra or Derrick Henry or like, yeah, like I, I'm going to consider playing two of them. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Blender, anything else on tight end? Or you... No, it's a garbage mm-hmm. position. We just, oh. uh, it's, it's a slate where it just dictates that it's garbage enough that we, we need two garbage cans. Stacks. I I, I I talked about it earlier here for the Blitz survey. I talked about it earlier. My favorite my favorite stack is uh, the Browns 
Dolphins game. There's just a lot of plays there in that one that I like. And as Blender was saying earlier, if you do want to play Tyreek Hill, maybe an interesting way to do it is to just kind of pair it up with some pieces from the over on the Brown side. But I'd be interested to hear from you guys about uh, about stacks that you're most interested in. Cardi, let's start with you. So like the obvious stuff is like um, people are going to like stack KC or they'll do, you know, probably some Chicago, which I think is, is, is bad. Um, you know, you'll see Miami stacks, but the stacks that I think I have the most interest in are like, actually I'm curious, Blender, are people going to play Vegas stacks? Because you know, they're going to play Moreau. There's going to be Hollins. Like people aren't going to be like, Oh, I'm playing Moreau and Hollins. Why don't I just stack this? And so you don't think the stacks are going to, so then I think I, I, what's going to, Okay. This is it depends on the field size. If you're playing large field, no. Uh it's gonna it's you're more likely to see those stacks probably in like a, a contest like the slant. Anyone that uses an optimizer will probably get Carr, Hollins, uh Moreau lineups. The problem is is that if you set your lineups to like a three plus one, no one on indie really projects all that greatly. So it may actually be even less than what you think. Like if you just do three plus zero, yeah, you'll get Carr, Hollins, Moreau. Uh, you're going to get more Tyreek Hill lineups than Devontae Adams lineups. Yeah. You're going to get some systems have Dulcich actually projected higher than Moreau. And that $200 may make a difference. And also people don't like playing Derek Carr. So like, yeah, like you almost have to, and on this slate, it's not like, like car doesn't show up. I mean, most likely you're going to see fields too. I think so much ownership is going to be on those three quarterbacks that I don't even think the question, like worrying about is car going to be too high owned? It, it, I don't think, I don't think you have to worry. I, whatever that is, maybe it's two percentage points higher, but it's nothing that should dictate. I shouldn't play it because it's too high owned. Good. So then Vegas, then if that's how it's going to play out, then Vegas is probably my favorite stack. Um, but I think you can also think about doing um, like, Jacksonville, I think is, is good. You know, I think they'll, they'll see a little ownership or probably a similar thing to car where like, they're not going to full stack with Lawrence. You'll just see some ownership like on Kirk and maybe Jones or whatever. Um, so I like Jacksonville. I like the giants. I like Cleveland. I like Indy. Um, you know, that kind of gross stuff, like the gross Buffalo, gross Buffalo or, or even LA, I think is, uh, I think is interesting. <laughs> what do you think blender? <laughs> what do you think? Bro? Uh, if I were to rank my stacks, and this is stacks versus ownership. Okay. So it's not about raw points. Got it. Uh, number number four would be uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, only and Primarily because of ownership, because you're going to probably have to play Christian Kirk, and he's going to be double-digit owned. And you're going to have a, a Juju or Kelsey, and they're going to be owned. So, like, I like that from a raw points perspective, but not as much from an ownership perspective. Number three... I would put his uh, car, and we talk car, Adam. I'd prefer Adams over Hollins, right, to avoid that 4K, 4K range. So you play car, Adams, uh, and Moreau. And number number two would be Case Keenum. Keenum, Diggs, Knox type of lineup, right? You put in that tight end. No one's going to play Dawson Knox, and who says he can't score? I mean, in that 3K range of tight end, anyone could do well. And number one is Jacoby Brissett. Brissett plus Cooper plus Bryant and a Tyree Killer Waddle bring back. I and it. I have no problem three plus two in that lineup. You do what you do is you do Brissett plus Cooper. People are going to be playing uh, uh, People's Jones as a value in a lot of lineups. Don't use People's Jones 
just in that hill line in that lineup with Hill, also play Jeff Wilson at 5,500. So you get the receiving yards from Hill, you get the touchdowns from Jeff Wilson, you have a nice three plus two. That you're you're playing a chalky game, but you're definitely not playing it in a chalky way. Cool. All right, man. I love that one too. All right. So let's get to conviction and consequences. First, like let's give a shout out to the Blitz listener slash viewer from last week that joined the five man, but I think it's Bookie Priest. And he, dude, he, he nuked us in week eight. And so he got to come back in week nine. Uh, fortunately, we didn't let the, we didn't let the listeners win two weeks in a row, but man, somebody, you know, if somebody sticks around and gets a win versus me, Cardi, Will, and uh, producer Steve, they certainly deserve a shout out. So shout out Bookie Priest, man. Good job. Um, I think this week uh, we have a we have a new listener on. So best of luck to best of luck to him or her. Uh, we're going to now talk about our consequences, which is Will for last week. He got fifth place. He's going to get assigned a quarterback in the five man. Uh, any any early thoughts that you have about this? I wonder how much he likes Malik Willis. Is he, if he's a big Malik Willis fan, if he, <laughs> is that I don't is think it, Willis is going to play? I think we're getting Tannehill. Is that too mean? Tannehill going to play? Yeah, yeah well, he, Tannehill's got. I thought, Tan, I thought Tannehill's likely to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, so. he, he. Well, from Jim Jim Wyatt says that he's that it feels like he's it feels like everything points to him trending in the right direction. Um, I'm just trying to look down like Davis Mills. Um. We could give him. I don't want to give him Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Davis Mills is is probably a pretty bad one. If we want to be a little nicer, maybe it's like a a Kenny Pickett or or something like that. Give, um, give him the best backup quarter. Give him the best backup quarterback in the league. I was going to say, is Alex, actually, I want, I want, I want Will to beat Alex, even if he doesn't come in first with Kate Keenum in his lineup because he talked crap about. Him. I didn't talk crap about him. I just said he's not the best backup in the league. It's just not true. Who's the best backup in the league? Jacoby Brissett's better. All right. It's it's Case Keenum. We're, yeah. we're going to do it. <laughs> All right. Case Keenum. That's your quarterback, Will. All right. So he's, he's Derek Cardi. You can find him on Twitter at Derek Cardi. You can find the Blitz at Blitz. The, at rotogrinders.com slash the dash Blitz. You can pull it into lineup HQ. You can do whatever you want with it. Even if you're playing tournaments like like Blender was saying earlier, you can put in your weird stacks and just have the Blitz build around it. It's an awesome system, awesome tool to use. Rotogrinders.com slash the dash Blitz. Of course, he is Blender, Mr. Jordan Cooper. You can find him on Twitter at Blender HD. You can hear him on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports podcast, a, a great podcast that I'm a listener of. Also, he has his courses, uh, one of which I've, I've taken, the other of which I'm, I'm, I have not taken. But once the season's over, I have it queued up and ready to go. Uh, certainly very, very, very helpful there. Again, that's at Blender HD on Twitter. My name is Alex Dunlap. You can find me on Twitter at Rosterwatch. You can listen to me on Saturdays, Sirius XM, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and on the Rosterwatch podcast. All my content is at Rosterwatch.com. All right. Conviction plays, boys. And now we we know Blender doesn't have a conviction to play, but it can you – know, No, no, I got a conviction this week. All right. Let's hear it. Uh Damien Pierce is not on the uh, Millie making Millie lineup on either on either Fandle or DraftKings. Very fair take, Cardi. It's tough because like there isn't a player that like really sticks out. Like in cash, like Damien Pierce is your first guy in. In GPPs, he's terrible. 
I'm going to say my conviction is that two tight ends is viable in any format this week. Viable? That's not a take. Viable. When you have to say two tight end lineup wins the Millie. Like that That would be right, fine. Two tight end lineup wins the Millie. There you go. <laughs> okay. Now look, man, I'm, I'll be kind of like a mix. Of, I'll be like a mix of what you guys said, man, because Cardi's talking about the first guy in his lineup. And the first guy that I put in my lineup is somebody that – is not in a position that I ever care much about. And it's one we've talked a lot about. It's about tight end, but dude, at 3,400, it was just so simple. I go to, I open up DraftKings for my cash lineup. I click on Greg Dulcich first, first player in man, the absolute goat, Greg Dulcich. He will be in my cash game lineup against you guys. So for Cardi, for Blender, for our producer, Steve, I am Alex. This has been the blitz week 10. We're getting the hell out of here. 